This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Shall we begin? Why is the world so bright? Because you got very drunk, offended your unrequited love and ex-girlfriend, puked on yourself and danced really badly in front of most people at the school. <laughs> Rick, mm-hmm. I had sex with Ruby. What the... Are you sure you had sex? Well, she definitely thinks we had sex. The details are hazy. I feel really strange. I feel like I'm either having an unusually long panic attack or I'm just very... Very thirsty. Or both. Okay, calm down and listen to me. Probably wasn't the romantic forest glade fantasy you imagined with me. I did not imagine that. But you are not a virgin anymore. What? It's not. Sex has consequences. It's not like you're going to father Ruby's evil spawn. (laughs) Otis, I have noticed that you've not answered my question. Oh, my God. BFM 89.9, it is 7.38 and you're listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn, Sharmila and Arvin. And today, it is about that moment, that very special moment, when somebody <laughs> goes from being an, a reluctant child to probably an equally reluctant adult. In other words, <laughs> uh, we are talking today about coming-of-age movies. Uh, this is after we threw back to Mean Girls earlier this week and yesterday reviewed, I don't know why I'm making myself say this title again, You Are So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah. So Arvind and I were talking about this just a couple of minutes before we went on air about how a coming-of-age movie is actually distinct from just a young person movie or a high school movie, right? Mm -hmm. Because it has to do that thing that Lynn just said. It has to have a young person encountering something that forces them or drags them into adulthood. And that's the sort of centre of what a coming-of-age thing means. And we just heard a little bit of sex education. Um, It's probably one of my favourite recent iterations of this trope because the whole show in multiple ways centres around different characters in high school learning the difficulties and the joys of becoming an adult. And there's something so familiar about watching this, right? Because every single one of us probably experienced some version of this. Sex Education is such a good show. Like, would highly recommend. I think the final season's coming out It's coming out very soon. I'm quite excited. Yeah. Um, Also, Sex Education brings up a question that we spoke about on the Mean Girls throwback episode that we did a couple of days ago. Um, And it's... Are coming-of-age movies made by adults for adults or are coming-of-age movies made by adults for teenagers to watch? And when I think about something like a sex education, I'm thinking it's made by adults for adults. There's no way... I mean, teenagers can watch it or if you're coming of age, you can watch a show like that. But you recognize the sort of the turning points that you were talking about, the thing that pushes them forward. You recognize that only as an adult, I think. So... It's made by an adult for their own inner child, right? Isn't that yes. probably the yeah. closest thing? Yes. Because I, I don't think it's necessarily made for adults, um, made by adults only for other adults or primarily for other adults. I, I think that it is made um, in the same way that people write 
YA novels, you know, it's meant mm. to be for, yes, uh, the people of that age group, but it's also meant to be for those of us who are well past that age group but want to relive or want to look back on it. And I'm thinking of this particularly um, from Mr. Fableman himself, right, Steven Spielberg, because he is probably the biggest example of this exact thing where the movies that he has made that are coming of age movies or um, movies that have a, a child star at their heart do have that quality of simultaneously being, when you watch it as an adult, you feel that huge tug of nostalgia. It was nostalgic even before it became nostalgic, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, kids watch it, right? Kids watch those all the time. Well, I'm going to go from Steven Spielberg to Beverly Hills 90210 <laughs> um, because I just remembered how uh, things like Beverly Hills 90210 um, and a little bit forward, something like One Tree Hill were all shows that were supposedly were about young people um, and would show on TV here. My parents, I think, never realized that a lot of it was kind of inappropriate for like a 12, 13 year old, um, right? And it's because... Because it seems to be about people in school. So that, again, to me, goes back to actually who were these shows for? Were they for older people looking back on what it was like to be a young person? Um, and I'm increasingly I'm beginning to realise that this might be the case. It's There are also, of course, shows and movies that are for young people that are that are primarily targeted at them. But I do think that there is a little bit of that I want to look back now and celebrate the, the the joys and the pains of this phase of life. The point about being inappropriate is so good because if you are a teenager, let's say you're 14, 15, there's no way you can watch something like a Superbad when it's out. Because Superbad is a rated R comedy, right? <laughs> yes. so well, we ob- say there's no way. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. quote unquote, no way. No way. But no also way. the truth is teenagers usually do watch them. I mean, they, yeah. it, it's kind of engineered to be watched by teenagers, right? American Pie is the same thing. Like, iconic, I watched that way too young. Way too Gosh, young. Yes. Iconic teenage movie. But still, like the studios that are putting them out are making them for people, what is rated R? Like 21 and above? 18 and above? Something rated R, like that. 18 and above, I So think. well out of school. Like you're way past that age. Um, so I don't know. I mean, like, is it done for like secret, secret you watch? Or? A little bit, right? Yeah. I think it's meant to be that kind of, it, it, it's meant to be a coming of age of sorts for the viewer as well. Perhaps maybe that, that's a way of thinking about it. I wanted to ask you both, though, bef- before we proceed with the rest of the show. So are we in agreement that it is about young people then? Or can a 30-year-old or a 50-year-old have a coming of age? Because I think they can. I think they can because, again, it's about that that sort of crossing a threshold into um, feeling more adult, right? Okay, okay. Is Bridesmaids in some ways a coming-of-age movie? Ooh. Yes. Right? Yes, I because would say Because yes. she's, she's not a mature person at so the start of that. So I was thinking of mm. Bridesmaids. I was thinking about the more obvious Steve Carell, 40-year-old virgin, and how that's absolutely structured as a coming-of-age, but a different kind of coming-of-age. Even um, so many of Seth Rogen's films are about a man-child becoming a man. I mean, he's a perpetual man-child. Yeah, <laughs> but becoming a little bit thing. more of a man, <laughs> a little yeah. bit more of an adult. Yeah. Um, how old is, is Andy in Devil Wears Prada? 
probably mid twenties, I think. Mid twenties, right? yeah. But that is a coming of age for. I think so her. too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So this is the thing. I, I just wanted us to be quite clear uh, that at the outset we are talking about coming of age movies, and that typically involves thinking about a child becoming an adult or a teenager becoming an adult. But in reality, it can also just be the time that an adult finally realizes that they have no choice but to adult, mm. and and what they do when that happens. Anyways, let us know what are some of your favorite coming of age films um, of any age. You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. Let's explain the next clip because um, this, I think, is one of the the more iconic teen movies, but it's also a great coming-of-age film. So firstly, I love Clueless with all of my heart. I guess I watched it at the right age, right? So I could identify with Cher and her story. Um it's it's also all the hallmarks of a coming of age thing. Someone who, when you start, seems very together. Uh, and the literal title of the film, she realizes that she has been clueless. And the realization of what it means to be a better person, uh, to see the people around her differently, that for her is the coming of age. So I, I like Clueless quite a lot. But I think that this is something we can also talk about after the break, right? I watched it way too late. Like oh. I watched it maybe about 10 years ago, maybe less, like eight years ago for the first time. And I was like, oh, okay. It, you know, it, it, <laughs> I it's don't a movie, even, it I can't even process that, right? Because yeah. my attachment to it is so Strong. intrinsic. And because, again, I watched it exactly at the right age. Yeah. I watched it late too. Right. So so mm. I kind of intellectualize now it. Now I understand why every time I go on and on about Clueless, the both of you are just kind of lukewarm. Well, we smile. You smile yeah, and yeah. smile. tolerate <laughs> my nonsense. But you're usually just quite lukewarm. Now I see it. We're like, yes, movie. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Very good. Happy for you. So anyways, <laughs> um, we're about to listen to Clueless. But let us know. Coming of age movies. What are some of your favourites? We're getting lots of messages. Uh, WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Should all oppressed people be allowed refuge in America? Share two minutes. So, okay. Like right now, for example, the Hadians need to come to America. But some people are all, what about the strain on our resources? But it's like when I had this garden party for my father's birthday, right? I said RSVP because it was a sit-down dinner. But people came that, like, did not RSVP. So I was, like, totally bugging. I had to haul ass to the kitchen, redistribute the food, squish in extra place settings. But by the end of the day, it was like, the more, the merrier. And so, if the government could just get to the kitchen, rearrange some things, we could certainly party with the Hadians. And in conclusion, may I please remind you that it does not say RSVP on the Statue of Liberty. Binge Friendly Movies. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You know, I just, I just feel, I just feel like women, the... They have minds, and they have souls, as well as just hearts. And they've got ambition, and they've got talent, as well as just beauty. And I'm so sick of people saying that, that love is just all a woman is fit for. I'm so sick of it. But I'm, I'm so lonely. 
BFM 89.9, it's 7.49 and you're listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn Sharmila and Arvin. We're talking about coming-of-age movies and asking you for your favourite. Uh, what is your favourite film in which there is a character that just is forced or decides or finally makes it as an adult? Um, you can WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. So Sesame Vix says Little Women directed by Greta Gerwig and uh, Amzar Muzani also says Little Women. And I mean, come on. I mean, come on. Whether we are talking <laughs> about the recent Little Women, whether we are talking about the OG Little Women, it is a classic of the genre. I cannot with that scene, firstly. That scene, yeah, yeah. like I watch it on YouTube, I listen to it as a clip, I keep wanting to like break out in tears and go like, yes, Joe, yes. Um, no, but I think Little Women is so special because it's not just one character's coming of age, right? It's four sisters, each coming of age in different ways. The way in which they even sort of intersect with each other and how they shape each other, it's so classic for me. Little Women is, um, I think, the perfect example of a movie, a coming-of-age movie that doesn't depend on context or culture to make you relate with the movie. Yes. Because so, like so many times you you have movies that are set in like American high schools or... I, I don't like know, the whole prom thing. The whole prom yeah. thing, which is very distant for us, right? We can relate through movies and, and, t- and TV shows. But something like Little Women is even set in a different time. So it, it shouldn't relate to anyone who's alive now. <laughs> but it, it, it does because the, the characters are so strong. And I think that's, that what, that's what makes a strong coming-of-age film, right? If you can relate to the characters without having to relate to their circumstances or their cultural background or even the the situation that they are in. And the choices that they make. Because, and the choices, yeah. um, you know, it is not just one person's, not just one difficult woman's coming of age. It's actually the, the coming of age of not all the sisters, but most of the sisters. And I think no matter what generation you're in or when it is that you watch the film or or read the book, frankly, you are not necessarily always going to agree with what Meg wants to do or what Amy wants to do or what Joe wants to do. But nevertheless, you're watching them make those choices. And I think that in some ways is the essence of coming of age, you know, watching somebody do the thing that they're going to do, even if you think "Mm, it's not what I would do, but okay, fine. Or even don't do it. You know what's going to happen. So, Little Women always makes me think about how important it is to have great actors or really relatable actors in these coming-of-age stories because you've got to identify with the person who is going through this transformation, right? You may not always like them, but they have to be somebody that you identify with and empathise with as being human. Otherwise, that story doesn't really hold that kind of meaning for you anymore. Also, they have to be good at playing teenagers. Like, <laughs> Which, you, you, know, you know, not everybody is when they play them. No, most of them are like in their 20s. And... Some people just shouldn't touch it. <laughs> I would argue <laughs> that maybe if you are in your 30s and with respect you look it, that there maybe just isn't room for you anymore in Greece. <laughs> I, I was just going to say John Travolta. I knew it. I knew it. Greece is the ultimate example. It's, it's the ultimate. Really? Hey, to be fair, Danny Zuko is not coming of age. Olivia Newton-John's Sandy is. Who was also too old. Who's, yes, <laughs> Who was also I know. Too old. Someone, in, someone in there was like 40, right? Yes, one yeah. of the friends. Yeah. <laughs> one of the friends playing the teenagers. Kaneki, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I uh, know they have to be so good at playing teenagers because 
even if they make dumb decisions, you have to view it or you have to be convinced to view it in a teenager's lens or through a teenager's lens and go like, yeah, you know, at that age, because of because they're young or because they don't have enough experience, so obviously they would do something like this. But if you see them as the 27-year-old that they are playing the 18-year-old, then it kind of falls apart. Like, you're like, why are you doing this in the first place? Like, you should know better. So I, I wanted to read this one from Elaine, who says, I agree that definitely the coming of age, or rather coming of age is a time in your life when adulting becomes real. For me, it was when I needed to figure out how to use a rice cooker at the ripe old age of 30-something. <laughs> There's a movie in there, I feel. Well, actually, I relate to this so much because I learned how to cook rice by myself on my own for the first time when I went overseas to study. And mm. I had other Asian housemates who kind of made fun of me for that. This is a Pixar shot. <laughs> it's, it's a Pixar shot. It's in the it's uh, before the next uh, new Pixar movie. You know Bao? Yeah. Yeah. This is Nasi. This yes. is Nasi. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I There's hope someone the makes it. Story that, with the, with you know, the finger Disney's measurements and yes. how much yes. water. The finger measurement. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. what I did. Which line on the finger is yeah. it? You know? Okay. I'm going to whiplash us. Uh, because Azimi <laughs> says, a lot of superhero movies are about coming of age, actually. Yes, mm. you're yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, I think probably Peter Parker um, or any version of Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's partly because the age is correct. Well, even Superman, right? There's always the coming of age scene where he comes into his powers um, and he realizes that he's not he's not actually human. Like those are all classic coming of age tropes. Oh, Tony Stark came to age way too late. Came ah, of age. This yes. what happens when you're a billionaire playboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's he mean, like early We're still 40s? waiting for Elon Musk. That man has never made a ri- never made rice, right? Probably not. No. Yeah. Why would no. he? He'd invent a complicated system <laughs> that would make rice for him. Alfred came of age. Yes, that's the thing. Uh, Karamjit says, Star Wars, A New Hope. Oh, very true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That yeah, one, was... absolutely. And, and I think in the same vein of the superhero point, though. Yes. That, yes. That many movies that have a hero's journey, one particular hero's journey, does often involve a coming of age and a very unsubtle, usually coming of age. I, I mean, he came. Of, Luke came of age way early in the movie. Like one moment he's looking at the binary sons, and the next moment his uncle and aunt are like gone, <laughs> and his home. So. This is the harsh reality of adulthood and a Jedi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we also have. Ooh, um, I wanted to get to these two 90s ones. Uh, We have a lot of 80s shouts. I just want you all to know that we see you. We will come to it after because we do have a clip of a movie that is coming up so much. Um, But Kamar says, dazed and confused. And Sarah Farina says, my so-called life. Oh, my so-called life is such a great shout. I haven't heard that in a while. I know, right? Uh, yeah. My so-called life and Blossom for me was so iconic as like Blossom. coming of age things. I, I was just a little too old, uh, a little too young for Blossom. I'm trying to think of the one with um, with Sabrina before she became Clarissa. Sabrina. Clarissa explains it all. Explains it all. Yes. I love Clarissa. Yeah. And although that's not really a coming of age, right? That's a tween embracing being a tween. Yeah, so TV shows are complicated, I think, because they stretch for so long that sometimes the whole show is about someone literally growing up in front of you. So is that coming of age? It's similar to, we spoke about this like off air, uh, Lizzie McGuire, like the later seasons are sort of coming of age because there's like school changes and one of them is going to leave the group or something. Um, Does Clarissa have anything like that? 
No, Clarissa. Actually, I can't even remember how Clarissa ends. I just remember the scenes, the the boy at the window, the yeah. bedroom. Mm. Um, in my head, Clarissa's just still in bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if in her nineties outfit. Correct. Yeah. If it ever went anywhere. Um. So we started off our segment with sex education, and we're going to be. Closing off, at least for now, before the news, with a clip that maybe could have used some sex ed. Um, because American Pie is a classic, again, coming of age. And I don't want to necessarily associate coming of age with an act of intimacy. I, I think it's quite clear from what we're talking about that it doesn't have to be that way. At the same time, this is a very rich subgenre. So American Pie is a very specific kind of... I mean, it spawned so many sequels and so many imitations Uh, and you mentioned Superbad earlier Um, I think that's just this subgenre of gross boy teenage movie comedies that does a very particular thing like they're deeply funny but they they also age quite badly I think like American Pie is aged so badly it's aged badly Um, but also the perfect example of people who watch this movie way too young that's a coming of age moment yeah like it was for me. Yeah. That mm. is a coming of age moment. Like that, this movie did that. That's when I realized that I was not looking forward to becoming a teenager. <laughs> that, that was when <laughs> I knew so, that I was not so ready. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyways, one time at Bandcamp, um, we are about to hear uh, a clip from American Pie. Let us know. We're talking today about coming of age movies. What are some of your favorites of any age? You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. All right, I got an idea, but it's got to stay between us. It's really simple. We just got to make an agreement, a pact. No money involved, more important than any bet. Here's the deal. We all get before we graduate. Dude, it's not like I haven't been trying to get Think about when you work out, Oz. You got to have someone there, right? Someone to spot you, someone to keep you motivated. Well, that's exactly what we can do for each other. I mean, we'll, we'll be there to keep each other on track. Separately, we are flawed and vulnerable, but together we are the masters of our sexual destiny. Their tiger style, Kung Fu is strong, but our dragon style will defeat it. Guys. The Shaolin masters from East and West must unite, fight, and find out who is number one. Guys, come on, you're ruining my moment here. I mean, this is our very manhood at stake. We must make a stand here and now. No longer will our pieces remain flaccid and unused. We will fight for every man out there who isn't getting what it should be. This is our day. This is our time. And by God, we will not stand by and watch history condemn us into celibacy. Amen. I like that. Yes. We will make a stand. We will succeed. About time! We will get yes. Before Friday materializes. BFM 89.9. Hey, Bruno, where's the radio? Let's see if we can get some sounds. Here. We talked into the night. The kind of talk that seemed important until you discover girls. All right, all right. Mickey's a mouse. Donald's a duck. Pluto's a dog. What's goofy? If I can only have one food for the rest of my life, that's easy. Pass. Cherry flavor pass. No question about it. Goofy's a dog. He's definitely a dog. I knew the $64,000 question was fixed. There's no way anybody can know that much about opera. He can't be a dog. He wears a hat and drives a car. Wagon Train's a really cool show. But did you ever notice that they never get anywhere? Just keep wagon training. God, that's 
That's weird. What the hell is Goofy? Not one of us mentioned Ray Brower, but we were all thinking about him. PFM 89.9, it is 8.08 and you're listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn, Sharmila and Arvin. And together, our Supercut today is all about coming-of-age movies. And just to clarify, uh, which we did earlier on in the show, we are defining coming-of-age not necessarily as child to adult, uh, but more as the moment that a person comes into adulthood, whether that happens at 13 or 30, which is a movie that a few people are bringing up, um, or at any other age. Anyways, let us know your favourites. You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. So the film that has been brought up the most by far is what we just heard, Stand By Me. Uh, Fadzli says, um, Stand By Me, Will Wheaton, River Phoenix, something about a bunch of boys on the cusp of adulthood going on some wild adventure, yet discovering some reality about the world really resonated with me. Rakin also says Stand By Me. Aduna says, what counts as coming of age? Would The Goonies and Stand By Me count? I love those. You can't beat 80s movies. Husni says, my favourites are Stand By Me, Goonies and It, the latest one. For TV, it's Wonder Years, Fresh Prince, Young Sheldon. Um, Biman says, Goonies, Stand By Me, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I love that description from Fadzli, uh, the bunch of boys going off on an adventure, right? Because that's such a, it's such a very 80s, early 90s trope. You don't see a lot of it anymore because the way a lot of kids live and the kinds of things they do for fun are very different. Um, but yeah, I, I love that particular idea because there's always so much nostalgia wrapped up in it. Those movies are often made by adults looking back at a youth um, and at the kind of things that they used to be before they became adults, right? Like the last summer with my best friend. So that time before we started dating girls. And there's something very sweet and painful about movies like that. It's very heartbreaking, mm. actually. Um, I think like the most powerful line or the, the line that I remember the most uh, from Stand By Me is actually by the narrator. And it's, it's a simple line where he goes like they just grew apart after yeah. the whole movie. So like nothing that happens in the movie is actually, it's poignant, but it's not. It doesn't last. And I think when he drops that line, just like casually, you know, towards the end of the movie, you're like, oof, that hurts. Because the thing is, the film starts by immediately laying out that these are different kids. They come from very different backgrounds. Mm, they yeah. live in different parts of town. Um, they have different intellectual capabilities. They have different interests. But they are childhood friends. And you see that in the ways that they punch each other on the arm. You see it in the ways that they relate to each other and catch bugs together and go camping together. But at the same time, you already know early on these are not people who are destined to grow up and even live in the same place. These are not people who are going to grow up and miraculously, um, you know, kind of find themselves reconnecting as, oh, you work in this building. That That's just not going to happen. And that's in some ways the beauty of the beauty of Stand By Me. It's also interesting because it's a coming of age at a very young age, right? It's a particular event that forces them to 
to step up in ways that they don't expect. It's not as if they're 16-year-olds or anything like that. They're really children. Yeah, no, they really are children. Um, it actually makes me feel the same way. Um, I mean, for, for very different reasons, of course, that the horror element is very strong. But the notion that you see them as adults and you realise actually these adults would never be friends. That if it mm. wasn't for the events of it. And even at the end of the movie, it's not like they're now going to all hang out together and meet. Um, they just go back to their usual lives. Um, and there's something actually the the horror of it is one thing but the 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 sort of sadness of friendships lost is a whole other thing that really permeates the movies so basically they should be thanking the clown <laughs> because he he brings them together you know, oh god the friendship. reunion every how many years is it because uh, 25, 25. 25. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so thank you pennywise for forcing us to come back to a dairy anniversary because without you we wouldn't have anything i, I feel almost like i'm summoning him through yes, the vents so I, I'm, yeah. I'm really sorry i mentioned the name but it is a, a good example. And actually, I find it interesting that uh, because we also have Kwa Kari Champo, who's <laughs> great handle, uh, who says it and then similar to um, the earlier message specifies 2017. So I think that there is something about the Andy Muschietti version that really doubles down on the the kid and ties and adulthood. The dinner scene. Yes, I yes, love exactly. the dinner scene in the in the new version. Um, the older movies didn't make you feel as attached to the older actors as much. I think the new movies, because they cast great actors, they're actors that you recognise, and then, yeah, there's something really nice about their friendship. The older movie came out before Stand By Me, I think. Yes, I right? think so too. And the new movie, he's, uh, Andy Muschietti said that he was inspired by Stand By Me. Oh, mm. interesting. Yeah. So that I think. Oh, so that he, makes so much sense. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and Steven Spielberg to mm. to a certain extent. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, anything eighties referencing is going to be Steven influenced. Spielberg. Yeah, I think so. Uh, speaking of the eighties, coming through loud and clear, uh, Pera and Willow both sing Breakfast Club. Talk about a movie of people who wouldn't otherwise be friends, right? Um, and again, this is also that thing. Um, these are people who aren't actually going to spend a significant amount of time together, but they had this one pivotal thing happened to them together. What happens to The Breakfast Club by the end of The Breakfast Club? Because I'm, I'm just pushing back slightly, saying that they're the same people by the end of it, right? So I don't know if it, if it is a coming of age. Oh, you don't think they came out of it seeing each other and, and people differently? I don't think so. Interesting. I think it was just like a... Not even slice of life, like slice of the week. <laughs> like a day that they had in detention. These are dramatic people. Yeah, that's this it. is how they continue yeah. to be. be. I mean, I, you, you freeze frame an ending. You have to be dramatic. I don't want to dismiss because I know, I, I feel I feel anger surging into the studio from people for whom Breakfast Club is a seminal <laughs> piece of work. And I know lots of people for whom Breakfast Club really was a coming of age moment and anthem mm. for them. But this is maybe an example of how if you watch it later, it's not going to be the same. If you weren't a teenager in the 80s, watching it in the 80s, it, may, it, might not, it just might not feel the same way. Having said that, I say it, even as Ferris Bueller, I think, is a great coming of age. Oh, Ferris Bueller is mm. excellent, right? Actually, more so than Ferris, who's pretty much the same person from beginning to end. And it's, a psychopath, maybe? Yes, a little bit. Yeah. Pretty well established, yeah. right, yeah. Ferris Bueller? But Cameron, though, for him, is a real coming of age. And I think he's the he's the real pivotal story in the film. Yeah, so, I mean, he is. He didn't want to get out of bed. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end, he realises, maybe this is just who I am. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, maybe I just have to... 
be better. I, I'm laughing because I can't unsee. I cannot unsee. Oh, I know. Succession. Succession. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, so one day he tries to run for president. <laughs> but I, I, I just can't undo that. By the way, speaking of slightly controversial takes, um, we have... Okay. Yi Hong is saying most superhero stories, Star Wars, uh, various series, which uh, we heard someone else make that point earlier. But then Yi Hong goes on to say, on the flip side, even villains like Joker have a coming-of-age movie or series too. Uh, meanwhile, IMVR96 says Godfather. So these sound to me like villainous. That, that there's an argument that the villain origin story is instead a villain coming-of-age. And I feel like there is a difference. This is the problem with sort of conflating... Like, it's a lot easier if we're saying we're just talking about young people. But mm. if we say that coming of age can apply when you're older... Yeah, I think I see where they're coming from, especially in the Godfather example. Um, but I don't know that I would think of these movies as coming of age movies. But he was already... Yeah, uh, like, we're talking about Michael. he is. Yeah, I Michael. Assume, yeah. Yeah. No, Fredo. <laughs> no, <laughs> Fredo but, never comes of age. No, he's pretty much who he is. It's just him kind of realising this is who he's always been. It's more of a turning point, yes. right? Was, uh, an evolution, more than a coming-of-age thing. Especially for Joker, I think in Joker's case. Same thing, right? He 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 was going to be the Joker anyway. It's just he needed like certain points or turning points in his life to get there. And he had a, like a full-on adult life before that. Way adult. Yeah. Like yeah. Joaquin Phoenix is way adult. Uh, so this was going to be my very pedantic argument about Michael Corleone, who was a full-on veteran. Uh, when yes, he, like when he fought in, in, in war. Yeah. So I, I think there... I think I'm, I'm putting... I'm putting a line in the sand. I think that there is a difference between a, an origin story, um, particularly for villains, and a coming of age. But then we go back to the superhero thing and what's the difference? So I... Batman Begins is not coming of age, is it? Or would we argue that it is? I don't know. He no. was very immature. Ah, so as mm. I say that, I was thinking, yeah, Bruce Wayne was very immature before that. Yeah. Does coming of age have to be positive? Probably not. You can be an awful adult. Oh, that complicates things quite a lot. I don't know. I wouldn't say Batman's a coming of age story. I think, oh, he, he came of age when he was struck by tragedy. Right. The Batman, though. Come on, with all the eyeliner and the, the, the oh, throwing sure. paper on the floor. Listening and... to Nirvana. Yeah. That one's <laughs> probably, I think, quite safely in Coming of coming Age. Coming of Age. We are sounding very judgmental. <laughs> Anyways, um, we <laughs> like the Batman. Yes, we did actually. We really yeah. love yeah. the Batman. We're talking today about Coming of Age and we want to know what are some of your favourites. Uh, that number to WhatsApp is 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. I wanted to get to uh, maybe some of the common themes that are coming through. Let's do some animation. So Muniv says, How to Train Your Dragon is my favourite coming-of-age story. There are tragic deaths, emotional beats, big action scenes and creatures. Um, also, is Benjamin Button a going-of-age? <laughs> I, I was going to bring up Benjamin Button. Like, what, what is that? Going-of-age. I think going it's of kind age. of perfect. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, a going-of-age. Quite a lot of people are bringing up Benjamin Button, by the way, and asking, uh, because Harith also, eh, not Harith, I'm sorry, Donald J. Trump says, uh, two very far shouts, Benjamin Button, which is a double reverse. <laughs> And then the Wonder Years. And Sunny also says the Wonder Years. So I, I'm going to be honest and say I have no idea how to contend with Benjamin Button. <laughs> 
don't know what to say about that. Well, I was thinking about Big and how it's essentially Tom Hanks as a kid who becomes an adult and then has a coming of age and then becomes a kid again. And then my brain broke and I decided I'd stop thinking about it. So I'm going to do that with Benjamin Button as well. It's the same for the movie with uh, Bruce Willis where he meets the younger version of himself, the very cute younger version of himself. Um, What's it called? Looper. The kid? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's the one you meant. JGL, the cute chubby kid. (laughs) Looper. Uh, Sorry, going back to animation, Adam says, Adventure Time, um, FJS and... J-Z-L-O-W-X-Y-Z both say Luca uh, meanwhile Sahila says Coco um, Syrupal says Spirited Away and Fika Fikachu says Dragon Ball series hey, can I push back just a bit firstly Luca 100% beautiful 100%. I don't know if Coco is coming of age I love Coco with all my heart I'm not sure if it's coming of age so much Coco's a family story I yeah, think yeah. yeah more than mm. coming of age right Actually, there's a whole... If we look at Disney, and we always find some way to look at Disney, um, a lot of them are coming-of-age movies, especially the in their prime, right? Back in the, the 90s. You meet someone, get married. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. Or Abused. you witness that your father died in a thing that was created by your uncle yeah. and then you oh, yeah. go live with um, vegetarians and then you come back and <laughs> you have to take over the kingdom. That's also a coming of that age. That is, yes. Sure. Yeah. 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 Well, because fairy tales are usually coming of age stories. That's why. Yeah. I'm right? trying to think about one of the, one animated movie or one animated feature that was not uh, somewhat a coming of age movie. Even Jungle Book. Toy Story. <laughs> Toy Story 3 kind of is. Ty- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Even Toy Story is a coming of age. The first one? Yes, of Woody. This of is true, Woody? actually. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm realizing so. that. Yeah, you're right. Mm. Yeah. So it's it's a it's going to be a strong theme, including in our next clip. So let's talk a little bit about Turning Red, because I think that it doesn't get weirdly enough shine. It, it, it's a... Am I remembering this right, that it was a pandemic film? It was, and it was yeah. direct to uh, direct streaming. It is a waste. It's Mm. a waste that we don't talk about Turning Red as often as we should because for all the conversation about representation and, you know, doing it right, this is such a good example that rarely gets brought up. So I'm just going to say that, like... The coming of age story. So we talked about bat mitzvah. Um, you're so not invited to my bat mitzvah and the Jewish elements, right? We've seen so many coming of age stories told from the perspective of the high school story, the Western kids, uh, primarily white kids, really. Partly why Turning Red was so awesome is that it managed to tell all of those things in the same beats. But then it has this like rich Asian background to it that adds so much. It's an awesome movie. Yeah. It's such an awesome movie. I have a theory. I think um, people don't talk about it enough because it was way too direct. And I think people like more subliminal, uh, layered sort of storytelling where you show us something, but then they look deeper into it and then they're like, oh, it's about aging or whatever. But Turning Red is very, very in your face. It's like, this is what it is and this is what it's not. What could a red panda in an, in the life of an adolescent girl <laughs> yeah. represent? What could this be, friends? Anyways, we, uh, like I said, are talking about coming-of-age films. We're about to hear Turning Red. We want to keep hearing from you. What is a coming-of-age movie that you just love, that you really enjoy. You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. May it's us. Open up. No. Guys, what are you doing? Go away. 
Are you okay? Tap if you can hear us. Look for yes, two for no! We were so worried. We thought you died of embarrassment. You need more pads? I brought extra. Forget that! Fortune's coming to Toronto! What? Chill, got that? <laughs> Chill. May? Are you a werewolf? No! What? He's a red panda! Sick. You're so fluffy! You're so fluffy! I've always wanted a tail. Priya, Abby, quit it! May, what the heck happened? It's just some, you know, inconvenient, uh, genetic thingy I got from my mom. I mean, it'll go away. Eventually. Maybe. Because friends matter. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. I wish I could live through something. Aren't you? Nope. The only exciting thing about 2002 is that it's a palindrome. Okay, fine. Well, yours is the worst life of all, so you win. Oh, so now you're mad. No, it's because just you're I being ridiculous to to because music. you have a great life. I'm sorry, I'm not perfect. No one's asking you to be perfect. Just consider it. Would do. I don't even want to go to school in this state anyway. I hate California. I want to go to the East Coast. Your dad and I will barely be able to afford in-state tuition. There are loans, Your brother, your very smart brother, he can't even find a job. He and Shelly work. They have they jobs. They bag at the grocery store. That is not a career, and they went to Berkeley. Your father's company is laying off people right and left. Did you even know that? No, of course you don't, because you don't think about anybody but yourself. An immaculate heart is already a luxury. Immaculate heart? You wanted that, not me. Miguel saw someone knifed in front of him at Sakai. Is that what you want? So you're telling me that you want to see somebody knifed he right in front of you? He barely right saw that. I want to go where culture is, but like how New in the York. World did I race such a or at least snob. Connecticut or New Hampshire, well, where writers live in the woods. Get into those schools anyway. Mom! You can't even pass your driver's test. Because you wouldn't let me practice enough. The way enough. that you work, or the, or the way that you don't work, you're not even worth state tuition, Christine. My name is... Is Ladybird. Uh, well, actually, it's not, and it's ridiculous. Call me Ladybird, like Christine. you said you would. Just, you should just go to City College. <laughs> BFM 89.9, it's 8.27, and you're listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn, Sharmila and Arvin. Together we are talking about coming-of-age movies, regardless of the age the characters are, that moment when they become adults, when they come into their own. We want to know what are some of your favourite movies or shows. You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. I apologise, but also don't for the double Sir Sharonan. It is what it is. I'm sorry. She's played Ladybird. She's played Joe March. It just, it's how it has to be. Well, she's just really good at coming of age roles, one presumes. She is. Um, That clip, though, made me think about how actually having the right parent characters and the right actors to play the parents can make or break a coming-of-age movie because they're often, like in Lady Bird, um, or even in, in Little Women for that matter, the the counterpoint or the foil um, for the person who is coming-of-age. I think the, the direct opposite parent structure of Lady Bird mm. are the parents in Juno. So, oh, yeah. Right? Like, similar dynamic. But they are so ultra-supportive of anything that she wants to do that it's a completely different <laughs> sort of coming-of-age story. Um, but no, like, like I, I love movies like that, especially because it it's not just the school dynamic, right? We're so used to seeing, like, uh, them in school and dealing with friends and then dealing with uh, people of their age around them. But whenever you throw a parent dynamic into a coming-of-age story, that's a whole other level of, of complication and plot. And sometimes it requires the parents 
to come of age as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, like yeah. later in age and in a different way, but it does require the parents to have a maturing of their own. To accept that their child is changing, will change, and their role in their life is going to change as well. I think that's a whole different kind of uh, accepting and growing up that many parents have to go through. Definitely a coming of age mm. thing. Um, I think we're forgetting like the most important question, which we should have brought up um, before the break. Like, what is Goofy? <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about it since we played that clip. Like, is what this is just goofy? because you now again want to talk about a goofy movie, which technically is a coming of age film? Goofy, oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. he was just locked into goofy. <laughs> I was locked into goofy. A goofy movie is definitely a coming of age movie. One of the best. One of the best soundtracks. And it's a coming of age movie of a dog. That's my official <laughs> position. So you think Goofy's a dog? Come on, Goofy is a dog. So what, what's but Pluto? then what's Pluto? Yeah, exactly. A dog. <laughs> so this is dog what on dog. What world is this? Dog on dog ownership. Dog caste I, system. No, no, it's about evolution. <laughs> it is about evolution. So Goofy's evolved. Goofy has evolved, and Pluto is like the orang utan version. And this <laughs> like, is a world where people keep earlier, less evolved versions of themselves as their pets outside in the yard. Is wait, hold on. Is Pluto Goofy's dog? He's not, right? So their friends it's Mickey's, do. Mickey's they give dog. them to their friends. They to give keep them to pets. their friends. Yes. It's so a bloodthirsty Pl- world. Oh, so Goofy goes to Mickey's house and sees that Mickey is keeping one of his own species as a pet. And he's okay with it. He's okay with it. Hey, buddy. Goofy came of age. <laughs> See? That's what happened. Oh, yeah. that's what happened to dogs. No, look, I, I'm just saying, if you guys want to contest this whole, you know, Goofy is a dog thing. If Goofy is not a dog, what is Goofy? I, I've heard some people say cow. Ridiculous, crazy. Yeah, no, yeah. I look think like they're cow. all people. And like their their animal surnames are like just surnames. Like Smith used to be a Smith kind of thing. Like Donald Duck is their family name. Mouse is their family so like name. Mutant people. Yeah, kind of. Like the teenage mutant. They Ninja were named Turtles. for what they resembled, but they're not yeah. that. Right. Oh, TMNT. The Ninja Turtles are coming of age <laughs> story. I'm no, I'm not even joking. Like it is, right? It is, a, lo- yes. a lot of times yeah. they are. Um, which I don't know why the new movie hasn't shown here yet. I was so looking forward to a Mutant Mayhem because they said it is like a good coming of age movie. With Seth Rogen, the perpetual teenager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna bring us back to human teens. Um so <laughs> Zaim says One Tree Hill, Gossip Girl, the OC. Simran also says the OC, Seventh Heaven and My Girl. Oh my oh my Oh no. Uh, uh, I yeah. cannot talk about my girl. It's so coming Ouch. of age in such difficult ways. Yeah. Yeah. Just like that other one, uh, Bridge to Terabithia. Bridge to Terabithia. Do you know I walked cruel... into Bridge to Terabithia without realizing what it was on just a lazy afternoon and then the rest of the day I couldn't recover? Same. Rest, uh, rest of the week, I was like, <laughs> why did I watch this movie? It's a very cruel movie, but, but it's also a coming of age thing, I think. Yes, uh, and I'm glad we got there, despite the fact that it's about cruelty, because I actually think that... Um, the harshness of life is one crucial component of a coming-of-age movie. It can be in small ways. It, it can be, I mean, in the case of, um, you are, actually, even You Are So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah has an element of cruelness, right? It's a friend that you've had from childhood that you're now having to contend with, maybe not having in your life anymore. But I think the cruelty of life is a big, big part of any coming-of-age story. And maybe that's why it has such a close relationship as well to to villain origin stories because it's that moment where a cruelty happens mm. to you and you choose. So I watched My Girl, I think, when I was about eight or nine for the first time. And um, I think that 
it actually also is a movie for many people. If you watch it at that age, the movie that teaches you about the cruelties of life. Because mm. you're watching it as a kid. It's a movie about two kids doing something fun together. And then what happens, happens. And you're kind of bereft. Um, I think the reason why My Girl is so difficult for me is that it it literally is one of those movies that was pivotal for me in teaching me that sometimes senseless bad things happen. Also, I've realized that a lot of the cruelties of life uh, thing happens when the coming of age story takes place in an Asian or non-American, non-Western context. Um, Slumdog Millionaire, for oh, example. Gosh. You know, um, it's always like um, Slumdog Millionaire has won a lot of anime uh, for that for that for that matter. A lot of actually movies from this part of the world have that as like the catalyst when you think about it. Even local movies. Even yeah. some good coming-of-age local movies are sort of harsh when it comes to them growing up, as opposed to the more cotton candy, fun-fun comedy coming-of-age stuff from Hollywood. Mm. Um, I'm trying to look for a theme of harshness, but actually <laughs> there aren't that. Oh, okay, Munira is saying alien. <laughs> Coming-of-age for who? The xenomorph? The, the xenomorph. I think that can be the only argument. That can be the only yeah. thing that came of age in that film and, and, and why. Well, okay. Um, I, I jest because there is also Hasban who says a monster calls and me and Earl and the dying girl. So, oh. yes, I, I think that those are good examples of the the harsh theory that we're perpetuating. A couple of others that are coming through in kind of groupings. Mm, Kids by Sun says the perks of being a wallflower, as does uh, Madia. Shah, meanwhile, um, adds on to that saying age of 17, as does Amsterdam Tan and uh, Esmond. I've actually never watched Age of Seventeen, which so many people talk about. The perks of being a wallflower is simultaneously such a entertaining film, but Quite a difficult one to watch. Quite a difficult one. Uh, Age of Seventeen is a good movie. It's a, I, I would recommend like a good movie. Funny. Funny. Mm. Funny. Harry Potter is a coming of age movie also. Uh, yes, because someone did, uh, Zuriman uh, said Harry Potter. And it I think it is. Yeah, yeah, I think it so. Is. But not one movie, right? The whole series as a whole. Or do you think each movie has in its own way... a uh, Coming of age element? I think different people come of age mm. at, at different points. Mm. But... Over for Harry, it's the hero's journey, right? Which means you have to take in all. Yes, so you take the whole yeah. thing into yeah. account. For me, I always thought it was when he like the first pivotal death that he faces, lah. That that for him is the threshold into, and the books also kind of feel that way. That that's when he crosses over into feeling like an adult. Which is the movie with the biggest time jump? Because for me, that felt like a coming of age movie. Because all of a sudden, he's like, uh, you know, like well into. Being a teenager. Azkaban. Because the first Azkaban, two were yeah. the... Yeah. And also just because they filmed... They, they took longer for the movie to come out. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. that very much feels like coming of age. I think so. Zuriman also added on Forrest Gump, as does uh, Donald, who says Forrest Gump. Special, since he's a special child, in the end, he's still a child. Oh, that's such an interesting way to look yeah. at it. Um, what coming of age could mean. I'm not sure that... I'm not sure, though, that Forrest Gump changes all that much throughout the film. Hmm. But a lot of things happen to him. Yes. And a lot of things happen to him that force him through tragedy. Correct. But yeah. he's the same, no? He's the same, but if the thing that he's been living for is no longer there, mm. can we still say that he is the same? I'm Ooh. trying not to spoil, so... Yeah, I yeah. know. Yeah. Mm. We'll have to take this off air, I think. 
Yes. As for, for those who haven't watched Forrest this, Gump. This is like a Benjamin Button question again. <laughs> the Benjamin just, Button one is tough. Yeah, yeah. Tough it just question. continues to turn things around. Uh, Vilvarajan says, um, are Jagat and Sepit coming-of-age movies? Oh, um, I think so. A Jagat especially, right? Um, yes. I mean, it's a sad film, but yes, I think so. I think Sepit yeah. as well. I, I think, think so. both absolutely mm. are coming-of-age movies. And they also have that um, that bittersweet element that yes. we've been talking about through the show. Daniel says, does Gol and Ginchu the movie count? The, he- the heroine does learn to grow up after her breakup. You know, I've never watched Golan Ginchu, although I know what it's about, but I would say it counts. I think it counts. Mm. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. Um, actually, we had another one. Um, Taz says, Muxin, Ladybird and Moesha. Moesha! Oh my gosh, oh, I wow. love Moesha so much. I haven't heard that in a in a while also. Yeah, right? Yeah. And it came yeah. with purple hearts and everything. Yes. Oh. <laughs> so real fan. I really enjoyed that. Uh, meanwhile, we have uh, Yi Kong who says Coda. And I'm really glad someone brought up Coda yes. because we all loved Coda. Coda is... Oh, actually, I, I haven't thought of that movie in a while, but I now want to rewatch it. I also want to rewatch it. I actually forgot about that movie, but it's a really, really, really good movie. I blame the platform. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I think it's because it's a platform, Apple, uh, that we <laughs> don't all consistently have all the time and that isn't as accessible to us because of through various agreements that our big players have. Um, mm-hmm. And because of that and the platform it's on, I think we end up rewatching less than I would actually if it were on something that was that I was logged into all the time. Mm, and oh. a lot of people don't actually talk about Coda at all, particularly no. here. No, and and some platforms are better at just shoving things in your face again and again, even though you've seen it. There's a whole category that says, do you want to watch again? Yeah. (laughs) And also, um, it's in Malaysia's top 10, is it? We don't know, (laughs) but you know, you're telling us so. Anon says, does Three Idiots qualify as a coming-of-age movie? I was studying engineering when I watched it, and I was highly inspired by the movie back then. I absolutely think it does, except except for the fact that the actor playing the coming-of-age person was 44. So just like Greece, Just like Greece, John like Travolta Greece. and Amir Khan, playing teenagers yeah. till the end. Hey, is Amir Khan the one coming-of-age? I don't think he is. I No, he's not, right? Because yeah. he's, he's sort of the, the, the magical character that gets everyone else to come of age. Yeah, he's the manic dream pixie middle-aged yes, guy. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was never a teenager at all. Maybe in the movie he's meant to be 14. He's like... Uh, Benjamin Button? No, uh, <laughs> Days and Confused. Matthew McConaughey oh, yeah, in Days yeah. and Confused. Yes. Oh. He's like 27 or something on school campus. <laughs> Why are you there? <laughs> Lucky this one is all boys. So I think the, the, that weird age gap doesn't become as apparent. But Three Idiots absolutely counts. I think our love for it knows no bounds. We have talked about it so many times on the show. YSL says, Pride and Prejudice, the BBC version with Colin Firth. Also, Anne of Green Gables. Anne of Green Gables, 100%. I love that TV show. I love Megan Follows. Um, Pride and Prejudice, who comes of age, actually? Actually. Yeah? Yeah. Because... Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's the women Mr. Darcy. <laughs> no, it's clearly Mr. Darcy. Come on. It has to be. He, he's the only child in the story. Well, I mean, <laughs> the whole point of the film, or of the title, is that someone has pride and someone else has prejudice, or they both have a little bit of both. So I guess you could argue that at the end, the, the, two, the two halves of the main couple find their way towards coming of age. I would say very much that Mr. Darcy had more growing to do. <laughs> In that same vein, uh, Bridgerton, season one, especially. So you've watched season one? I've seen season oh, one. Oh, I've, yeah. I've not watched season one. I've seen season one and two. 
I haven't seen the new one with the uh, right. with the queen. With the no. queen, okay. The spin-off. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I think season one is. Um, Mizi says, does anyone remember it? Does anyone remember Sealed with a Loving Kiss or Swalk? Um, it starred Mark Lester, Tracy Hyde and Jack Wilde with all the BG songs. Nothing profound, but it was exactly applicable for my 15-year-old mind with all the emotions that mattered so much to a teenager. It was a show people my generation will never forget in a very long time. By the way, we started writing S-W-A-L-K on the back flap of our envelopes when oh. writing to our crushes. So Sealed with a Loving Kiss. Oh. I don't think I've, I've ever heard of the movie. So... Look, I googled it and the movie is listed as Melody. The name of the movie is Melody and then Sealed with a Loving Kiss is the song in the movie apparently. But maybe it was released by a different name elsewhere. Yeah, like but Harry yeah, Potter Tracy and the Philosopher's Mark Stone. Lester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Different um, places. Oh, that's really sweet though. I'm going to start doing Swalk <laughs> in lieu of like XOXO. You know, in because like mathematic exercise books. Just whenever. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like close, you know. What, what's the back? Ruku Nagara. Turn it and then you just <laughs> sulk. Harith says, I'd just like to mention 13 going on 30 as a coming of age, though I'm not sure whether it qualifies. Um, Shanuzi says, 13 going on 30. It's my same confusion as big. Does it qualify if your coming of age was you literally becoming an adult by magic? So she's 13, but she's in a 30-year-old's body. No, her own 30-year-old body. Yeah, she, she kind of skips time. Body. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, then it is. I think because mentally she's still 13, mm-hmm. but in her own future body. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think she changes enough. No, no, no. You know what it is? It's a coming of age for the 13-year-old because when she goes back, she yeah. goes back yes. changed and It's matured. the same yes. thing with yeah. Big, right? Like yeah. you learn something about the world and then you're, you're 13 again. Big's much creepier. But yes, yes, it is. Way creepier. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So much creepier. Uh, Kamar Nizam says, reality bites, the soundtrack oh, ah, and the casting. Yep. Yes. Yep, yes. Yep. Uh, another good example of how it doesn't have to be teenagers. Yes, that's true, actually. Very they true. behave like teenagers, but they themselves are not. I had to not. pause for a while because I thought to myself, wait, weren't they? they were I'm not. like, no, they were working. Yeah. Oh, the mention of uh, uh, Ben Stiller. Walter Mitty is a coming of age for him. Yes, at a later oh, age. Yes. At a much later Agreed. age. For sure. Yeah. yeah, there's something about Mary is also a coming of age. Oh, it's a Ben Stiller thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Seth Rogen. Like Seth Rogen. Ben yeah. Stiller never ages. Huh. Mentally. <laughs> Chua says, sleepers. Oh, sure. I love Sleepers. It is a very harsh coming-of-age story, though. I find it very difficult to revisit oh, or even is. recommend. Oh, so it, it still is a coming-of-age thing? I think so, because it's basically a story of a group of boys who are forced to contend with how horrible life can be. Oof. It's, it's, it's very difficult. It's a good, good film, but it's so difficult to watch. But I should watch. Yes, but not on a day when you're looking to be happy. Okay. Yeah. So what what you do, this is what you do. Um, if you decide that you are cool with just being really sad for like a really long period of time, you do Grave of Fireflies <laughs> and then you do Sleepers and then you do um, maybe just as a topper, All Quiet on the Western Front and then you're good. Oh, again, like a rewatch. Yeah. You've already watched All Quiet. So it's like a palate cleanser for you. Yeah. You know, casual viewing. <laughs> Why not? Kamarunizam says, Batman and Robin and the Robin, AI with Jude Law, Bicentennial Man Robbie, uh, with Robin Williams. Do all these things count? Oh, Bicentennial Man is cute. Because yeah. I guess because he's a he's he is in some ways coming of age by learning to be more human. Right. The, the robot, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think so, too. OK, I. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll go with it. <laughs> I will accept it. Uh, 
Builder says, coming-of-age movies for the 80s or 90s generation to relive the different stages of growing up, boyhood. Uh, Ibsen Yo and BNJ agrees, boyhood. Are you guys ready for my confession that I've never watched boyhood? Oh. Yeah. It's good. I've pretended that I have or nodded along when you guys mentioned it. It's good. like the anti-clueless. No, I've always wanted to. <laughs> Boyhood and Parasite are on my list of movies that I keep wanting to watch and then just keep putting it off for some reason. What's the time frame that he had? 12 years, Something right? like that, yeah. He shot the same person for 12 years. Yes, mm-hmm. actually the same people. The same people. Yeah, it's not just the, the boy, right? Because it's everybody who's in the boy's life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, think it's, I think actually it's good to watch Boyhood away from the awards hype because at the time, the way people received it was so heavily dependent on how people viewed the the awards ceremony stuff. So now watching it, I think you can just assess for yourself whether you actually like it or not. Yeah, no, I love Richard Linklater anyway. Um, it's probably his only film that I haven't watched. And I don't know why. Uh, is Moonlight the coming of age? Yes. yes in in that same, so. it, it is. Yeah. Right? I think so. I think so. I think so. Um, Even though three different timelines... Yes. see different ages. But you see him come of age. Yeah, I think it is absolutely a coming of age movie and a very beautiful one at that. Um, Husni, meanwhile, says, Speaking of local movies, there is a very old Malaysian movie called Kami. It had the late Suderman starring in it. It's an interesting coming of age film and the story was unconventional for that time. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I've never watched that. Yeah, I, I'm really glad that uh, this came up, partly because now I want to go and look for it. Husni, do you know where you can get it? <laughs> no, because sometimes older Malaysian no, films um, are hard. So yeah. I've never even watched actually Sudirman in a full movie. I've seen clips of him in movies, but I don't know what it's like to watch a Sudirman film, actually. This is like a add to wish list yes. thing. Mm. Yeah, if we yes. can find. If we can find. Um, Loshni says, hi, what about the Joy Luck Club? Is it a coming of age? Interesting. Oh, um, I would go to Family Story again. Yeah. My mother, family daughter. Story. Yeah, it's very Coco in a way. Oh, I think maybe maybe the argument here is that you see the mother's coming of age in the flashbacks. Yes, but it has a coming of age element. That's not what the whole movie is about. Yeah, right. Because yeah. uh, the movie is really about intergenerational relations mm. and and understanding people. I think more than a coming of age thing. Yes, although yeah. it absolutely has very strong coming of age elements. KG says, "Come on, guys, the TV show Girls, Lena Dunham." See, I never yeah. watched it. I never watched it. Um, uh, all of the rhetoric around it put me off. I mean, if you think American Pie is gross, <laughs> no, honestly, honestly, that's a, that's a, that's one of those shows, but definitely coming of age. Is Insecure coming of age? Oh, Ooh, mm. I don't think so. Not she to starts me. off immature though. She does, but I, they feel quite independent and adult, right? Because they're already living alone and they're kind of making their own decisions. So, so is girls. So I, I ah. think that's why I'm just bringing mm. it up because it's people of a certain age. So, you know, young adults, kind of young women making their own way in the world. I, I don't know. Um, I, it's back to my earlier question about Bridesmaids because I think Bridesmaids is a coming of age and in that same vein, then Girls and Insecure would follow. I think TV shows you can divide according to seasons, right? So I would say maybe the last two seasons of Insecure are coming of age and then the first two are more comedy drama. Ah, maybe so. You know what I yeah, mean? Maybe mm-hmm. so. That makes sense, yes. Andrew has an 
I don't know actually if I'm calling it an argument, but Andrew says, Benjamin Button is definitely a coming-of-age movie. Although his physical body degrades, his mind is coming-of-age. So the reason why I said it's not an argument is, are we considering that a conversation ender or are we considering that just another kind of facet of our Benjamin Button conversation? Well, I find myself agreeing with Andrew quite a bit because the whole premise of the movie is that tragedy of a person finally becoming the full version of themselves as their body is regressing, right? It is coming of age. So mentally, he's the same. Mentally, he's linear. <laughs> yes, mentally, yes. mentally yes. he's linear. Yeah, yeah. Physically, he's not. I always think of that scene, you know, where they, they say, well, this is the only time when you and I will be the at the same points in our lives. Yeah. Kate Blanchett and him. And there's something really sad about that. Actually, that is a very good movie. I think just overshadowed by the weird CGI and mm. the, the glossy glow filter that the whole movie has. And I think nobody expected him to do that film. Uh, not Brad Pitt, I mean David, David Fincher. David Fincher. Yeah, so, yeah. So I think people didn't know what to do with the fact that he'd chosen to do like a rom romantic drama not really sci-fi, sci-fi. Yeah. yeah yeah just people didn't know what to do with that um, mike says up um, by Pixar portrays good old Carl becoming more in tune with his own feelings opening up to others and he starts living his life with more openness Ember Lumen from Elemental uh, discovers inclusivity and embraces acceptance she also gets to you know um, go through her own path of self actualization Firstly, Carl coming of age for the second time is just the sweetest thing. The sweetest, so sweetest. sweet. Um, I haven't watched Elemental yet, so I'm actually quite excited for it to come out on the on Disney Plus. I, I think, think it, it is. It just has dropped. it already? Because yes. I saw the preview like over the weekend. So maybe it, it's, it's already dropped. out. Oh, cool. Yeah. So this was all an ad for Elemental <laughs> that is out now. Thank you for that Disney money. Pay us, thank you. Uh, Nat says, Itumama también. Uh, Gail, Gail Garcia Bernal and Diego Luna defining their friendship is something I will always remember. It left such an impression. Also, as anyone mentioned Boyhood, Nat, we have um, definitely coming-of-age film. I mean, arguably Richard Linklater's best. And it has Ethan Hawke. How he didn't win the Oscars for that baffles me. Richard Linklater or Ethan Hawke? Because... It did win the Oscar, did it not? Boy, no, Boy no, it didn't, didn't win. Oh, it was nominated, but it didn't yeah. win. It didn't that's win. right. Okay. Yeah. How can you shoot something for 12 years and still not win? I mean, that's a bit, that's insane. I think this is the thing I love about Richard Linklater is that it doesn't feel like he's angling for that. Yeah. That's mm. the cool part. That, yeah. That's the, it's, it's that it doesn't feel... I mean, you don't do rotoscope movies and think you're going to win the Oscar, like, you know, at some point. That's true. That's the thing about That's him. True. Yeah. Um, also, since this is kind of a Sandler-heavy week, Eugene says, does Click qualify? With Adam Sandler being the one coming of age, <laughs> in case when, it's not clear. Even when we don't bring up Click in every show, it just comes Someone up. Someone does. It's a very loved movie. It's <laughs> it the is. thing. It's a very well-beloved is movie. Is it coming of age, though? Interesting. I don't... I don't think so. It's like a realisation movie. Mm. It's like lessons learned, like difficult lessons learned. Like Bruce Almighty. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Like yeah, you learn thing. something, you don't necessarily come of age. No. I think. Yeah. Still a good movie. I think if we're going to, I'm sorry, I feel like I'm being very difficult this evening, but I feel like if you're going to make the argument that Seth Rogen films are coming of age films because he's a man-child in each of them, then how in God's green earth is Adam Sandler not always coming of age? Click, click in particular because he's kind of like already a dad and the lesson yeah. there is not about becoming an adult. The lesson there is to value your family. It's not... 
it's all about like you should spend more time with your kids you should pay attention to your wife appreciate your dad and not so much just be an adult just like bruce almighty I can't agree so, with you. So, so they've got, they've got, they're functioning adults. They have a job. Yes. They've got, you they know, their own families. They're just prioritizing the wrong things. The wrong things. And then it's like big lesson learned. Whereas Seth Rogen is like a perpetual child. Like Knocked Up is his coming of age. Like just act like an adult already. He's not a functioning adult. Yeah. In society. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah, if you both want to this continue. This is our coming this. of age moment yeah. right here. Sure. I can't believe you're making a case for Seth Rogen. Like... <laughs> You know, defend Rogan. Yeah, this is my PhD. <laughs> it's so strange. Uh, we have a voice note actually. That's I think Sharmila, just for you. This is from David. Ah, uh, Sharmila, what about uh, the Blue Finally Lagoon? Don't get me wrong, huh? The Blue Lagoon is it a coming of age movie? Yeah, everyone thinks of Blue Lagoon <laughs> as a coming of age movie. I think though that um, it's probably not a kind of movie we're ever going to see being made again. I've not I've not seen the Blue Lagoon. Oh, you have not. No, it's such a product of its time. Twelve percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I watched it much too early. Also, I think that's true of most of these films. Mm. Um, I I think that that's generally the case. If you're going to watch it, watch it before you read all of the ways in which it messed Brooke Shields up. Okay. Because otherwise, you cannot appreciate the movie. Not that that's yeah. Okay. Just tough okay. film. Okay. Tough film to watch post. Okay, huh. um, so Karim Jit says Life of Pi. Oh, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, which I think is absolutely true for the tiger. For the t- yes, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the tiger finally came into its own. Yeah, and left and found freedom. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I don't want to be with this guy on yeah. a boat. This guy doesn't even know what actually happened in like 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> we need to find the tiger. <laughs> we want to know. Parker. Richard Parker. Yeah, Richard Parker. <laughs> okay, Jasper says, uh, some of my favourite coming of age movies are uh, Mermaids. Ooh, The Graduate, which none of us mentioned. Ooh. Mm. But The Graduate is a yes. classic. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Yep. Uh, School Ties. Let's see, I'm just going to mention some of the ones that uh, haven't come up yet. American Graffiti. Ooh. Um, big... Juno, 8th grade, Easy A. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, Blockers, uh, Precious. And then we've also got uh, Freaky Friday, <laughs> Superbad, Booksmart, Dazed and Confused, uh, the American Pie movies, Moonrise Kingdom, which is very true, Bend It Like Beckham, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, um, Girlhood. Ooh, a goofy movie. A goofy yes, movie. 100%. <laughs> uh, Turning Red, Persepolis, Whisper of the Heart. Oh, that's such a great list. Actually, all of those are such great suggestions. Yeah. Hunger Games hasn't come up. And mm. Hunger Games, I think, is a coming-of-age movie. Because who doesn't get put in some situation where you have to <laughs> hunt for supplies and your friends? And think about whether you volunteer yourself for your sister. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Hunger Games doesn't get thought of as coming-of-age because it's, one, the hero's journey, and two, the whole dystopian thing is yeah. so strong. Yeah. That's true. Also... I mean, I'm really glad you brought her up because she is borderline not a good person. And and that goes back to what we were talking about earlier, right? About whether or not coming of age, comings of age, um, literally have to be or have to be defined by their positivity. Because Katniss is not mm. great. The decisions she makes not great. Uh, you could argue that Peter is the, the real hero. Mm. I mean, there are lots of arguments you could make about Katniss Everdeen. No, and I actually don't think that coming-of-age stories have to be positive. I think they just have to mark that kind of shift. 
No, if it's not positive, then for sure she's not in that bracket because like violent tendencies <laughs> as the movies go along. Yeah, yeah. Um, Husni is back to say, not sure if any streaming service has Kami, sorry, but Astro did show it on Astro Chitra in the past. So I think we're just going to have to take our chances. But anyways, thank you. And thank you everybody for your recommendations. As always, so many new things to think about and to get watching. We have, of course, been talking today about coming of age movies um, and just the moments in which whether people like it or not, they become adults. If you want to keep those thoughts coming, you can, of course, continue to WhatsApp 018-789-8899. You can also tweet us at BFM Radio and write to us at movies at bfm.my. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.